You are now listening to Burgundy Blogcast, the official podcast of Burgundy Blog. On the Redskins for the truth. Welcome in to Burgundy Blogcast, the official podcast of Burgundy Blog, with the man Brent of Burgundy Blog. And as always, I am merely Hayes from Sports Channel 8, a little down after a Redskins loss. 38 to, oh, I had it up earlier and I just thought, 38 to 30, right? 38 to 30. 38 to 30, moving them back under 500, 4 and 5. To the Vikings, who I didn't realize the record was as good as it is. 7 and 2, pretty darn good. Um, overall, some a lot of positives to be taken away, and it's a good team that you lost to, but uh, always disappointing when you had a loss. Can you describe this whole game in one word, my man Brent? Disappointing. All right, no bonus points for creativity on your word. Disappointing is you use the bit, basically every beat writer will use to describe it. I'm sure the coaches. I guess my word is kind of disappointing too. also. It is. It was fitting, actually. It was apropos. So uh, maybe throw some more. Uh, uh, higher-minded words in as you elaborate on why it was disappointing, particularly to you. Well, I mean, you know, last week was awesome. They uh, they pulled off the shocking surprise upset in Seattle despite being undermanned, and it just felt like and they got some reinforcements back. Yep. I mean, yep. They started. Um, they started technically four out of five of of the expected starting offensive linemen, and then Long came in. A little, a little bit. bit. So they had all yep. five actually at their disposal. That felt like a big deal. Um, you could see it at times, I thought. At times, yeah. I mean, it just – that, especially having Trent Williams back, he's he's their offensive leader if it's not Cousins. And it just seemed like now you're back at home, although I don't know why that should count for anything since they're no better at home ever. Uh, <laughs> it just – you know, they, they were playing – Yeah, granted, a team with an even better record, but a team that really hadn't – had not had a lot of quality wins, and I think that they're a suspect yeah, not a division leader. Yeah, not a powerhouse. And and the thing that I was most excited and confident about is that they were playing, you know, in in Case Keenum, they're playing a quarterback who's having a pretty good year, but like you know, he's probably the most beatable of the of the quarterbacks they've faced. So yeah. It just seemed like things were set up for them to really take the momentum from last week, and that completely didn't happen. They fell flat, uh, defense especially. They didn't. They just didn't look. You know, they didn't really look hungry. They didn't. They didn't look particularly disciplined, and that's why it's disappointing. I expected a lot better. A lot better. Yeah. Um. Overall, though, you got to give a pretty high grade if you were just grading overall. I mean, on the binary scale, the offense gets a one, right? I mean, if you put up 30 points and, you know, good opening drives, definitely some good things, maybe, you know, a, a turnover here. We'll talk about uh, potential Cusman activity. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, that's on the defense, right? 38, and including that string of, well, I, I guess they were put in a tough position by the, uh, the turnover. But to give up mm-hmm. touchdown, 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 you know, to close and open uh, – to close the first half and open the second half – that was just brutal, and yeah, it didn't feel like they were totally out of it. And I'll even say, at one point, I was kind of feeling like things were going their way because their offense had played so well, and it just felt like they only needed a, you know one or two defensive breaks to to get back in it. But yeah, yeah, I mean, stalled. 
it was but overall good offense, right? It, yeah, I mean, overall, you know, I like the binary, and if you're going to hold me to that, I guess I'd probably give the offense a one because they they put up enough points against a really good defense. Yeah, that it should have been enough, and and without question, let me be extremely clear: the defense is to blame. I mean, primarily. And uh, they were, that that was the worst. Out, and that was just odd. What the guys were getting defense. smoked. Yeah, I they mean, looked horrible. It's... The secondary, which is the strength of the defense, and I think the strength of the team, um, outside maybe the offensive line, was was just like comically bad um, uh, until Swearinger, um, you know, made two awesome interceptions. But I, I mean, yeah, the the secondary looked really kind of out of sorts. Um, Norman probably had his worst game as a Redskin. And, uh, you know, they did have, like, some injuries at safety uh, with Hall banged up. And then Everett had to come out a little bit. And Nicholson uh, was inactive. I don't know if that was a part of it. It it just – no question the defense is primarily to blame. Uh, But overall, as a team, just so – just – it just sucked. It just – it was very – blah and and you know they let um they they let a quarterback who sh- they should have taken advantage of you just basically go off uh and it, it i don't i can't i don't know what the reason is let's talk about some specific plays in the game of note uh one i thought the first year i was near perfect they were breaking off a bunch of runs and it felt like you could really see the positive effect of the um, uh, offensive line being, as you mentioned, yep. healthier than ever. Um, and then anytime you cap off a opening drive with a touchdown, that's great. Anytime it shows off a nice pass and uh, catch, it's great. And anytime it's a super-duper catch, it's even better. Yeah. And, of course, I've always got to point out when it's a guy from North Carolina, Maurice Harris. But seriously, he, he came off the ground. And at first I was thinking, because his number is, what, 13? Yeah. And so I was trying to figure out if it was – uh, what are Doxon and um, Grant? Yeah, Doxon's 14, 18. Yeah. 14 and 18. So I was thinking it was one of them because maybe I could see the one, and all of a sudden they were like, Harris with the catch. And you're like, well, I was like, what, what, who? I'd never even heard of this guy. Um, I'm assuming you tweeted sometime this week that he came off the practice squad. But can you tell me you, <laughs> yeah. you knew anything about him or expected him to get any uh, We know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Redskins fans know him well. He's an undrafted guy that they've been trying to develop. Quick. Played a lot uh, at the end of last year. Okay. Not, not a lot, but there were a few games where he had big catches, some meaningful first downs. And I, I thought he would kind of um, – springboard into a, a real uh, contributor this year, but he was hurt a lot in camp and he was kind of like probably one of the last cuts. Okay. Uh, I want to talk, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about replay, but that was actually one play. Whoa, 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 whoa. I... Don't skip to replay because like, first of all, yeah, I'm going to agree with you. You're right. The first drive was indeed near perfect. And I think you gave him a super duper on that catch, but Hayes, that might've been underselling it. That was, that was, I mean, no, that, catch, I didn't even, that catch was breathtaking. It was that like was that... one of the best catches I've ever seen in my life. It was like Doxson's catch uh, was it just last week, except for it was one-handed. It yeah, was all yeah. of that and just with one hand. Yeah, I mean it, um, and maybe even even less of a glimpse of the for ball. For it to be for it to happen on the first, you know, possession kind of, you know, it wasn't like a crunch time play, but yeah, like yeah. just athletically, that 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 catch defied belief. That was unbelievable. I mean, it, that and, has to earn him a lot more playing time. Well, the the thing I was going to say about replay was I felt like on a number of calls it felt more like and that, and this was one of them. That if you had gone with full, there has to be clear evidence to overturn it. That maybe there was a chance the rest would say no. And I thought more to yeah. their credit, it was a 
that looked like a catch and a touchdown. And you, you know what I mean? Like I overall, agree. from I everything I can see, surprised of course that they did, but I was not a hundred percent sure. It, it, me it, either. I think they could have. It, 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 I might have been a little bit surprised that they that they went with an overturn because, like, it, it. I wasn't sure that he had complete control at the time that's, he was that he hit the ground. That's what I'm saying, and that's what we we've, we've talked about. Is I I feel like replay yeah. needs to be able to say. 50-50, yeah. my best guess is it was this instead of, well, I need to be 95 to overrule. Right. Uh, so I thought that – I thought it was like that on that, and I thought it was like that on not Cousins' uh, dumbass fumble we'll talk about later. That yeah. Going, but with the, with, there's another Redskins fumble, I think, where uh, they ended up calling the guy down, and, and maybe you couldn't even 100% sure tell, but it was like, well, let's – best guess is he was there. I think that was uh, – yeah, that was Robert Kelly. You're right. That was – that was ruled a fumble, I think, yep. and got overturned. Yep. Um, I, I wrote this down at the time because I didn't realize it was going to be so much of a theme. You know, I, I thought it was – I thought the fact that he did it – Wait, wait, signif- wait. Did you just say you wrote it down? I may or may not take notes from time to did time. Did we just launch a, into Hayes' notes? A Redskins game? I <laughs> Hey, we, we're we're always working off Hayes. You just tried to act like that. that was a like a weekly thing. No, um, no, I I write things down sometimes. Um, no, n- not nearly as detailed as you two. It's more like little things that I want to remember to bring up, and this is one. Like I said, I wrote this. My whole point is, I wrote it down because I thought it was like cool for a guy. It was going to be a cool storyline when he then came back and had the game winning like interception but it, as you mentioned norman had a very bad game but yeah. i did kind of like when he got burned so badly he came away from it not looking for excuses or flag or anything he was sort of like my bad i got burned on that one yeah and Diggs isn't a chump but Diggs is a is a good receiver but like i said it would have been nice to see norman Diggs uh, beat him early but i mean he get i mean that happened several times i'm sad to say he uh yeah i feeling got him Diggs got him a couple times he seemed like he was just a little off. He also had what would have been a difficult interception that he didn't make, and it, it just kind of caused me to realize that it seems like every game he almost gets an interception. Yeah. And it's – I don't know what ha- – it's become a little bit of a pattern. I mean, he needs to start capitalizing. Breland, not Norman, is that what you're saying? No, I mean Norman. Oh, Norman, Norman. Um. Yeah, he does need. He needs to get his numbers back. He doesn't even have two picks this year, does he? I mean, he's an. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, I don't. I know, think I'm pretty has, sure it's one. He has two, but, he have, yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't think he's. I mean, he's games, he's yeah. having a great year, and he's a tremendous player. He's a huge asset to the defense, but uh, right. turnovers is the thing that's keeping him out of the you know the national spotlight to the extent that he was uh, in Carolina. Um, Grant took a hit, went out for the game. Has there been a report on him? Uh, I know he's he's in the protocol. I mean, he clearly had. Uh, you could Dude. tell like immediately that he was concussed, and so they he didn't he he was wobbling around, and they said that he was being tested, and then Redskins uh, tweeted out that he was cleared and coming back, and I was like, that is not <laughs> possible. And then they and then they my batted that on Twitter, like, oh, hang on, he's being he's being checked on a little bit more. <laughs> and then he did not come back in. Why? Why rush it on Twitter? Why? Why? I mean, like, if yeah, it, why rush the announcement? I mean, obviously, it's, you know, it should be a why rush anything about it, but definitely why? Like, two plays here. later, Twitter rules him back in, and <laughs> uh, he's on a different planet. 
He did. He went for the. I, I saw him go for the like. I'm gonna need two hands helped up from this yeah. guys, not just one. And it was like, no, no, no. You maybe need to stay down, buddy. Uh, that dude, Linville Joseph, uh, guy, always give a shout out. He went to East Carolina. That's, That's North right. Carolina connection. He, he was really a, good today. He, he is laid an some enormous big lumber. Human, yeah. And, uh, uh, I, I was thinking on the next play they dinged him for a late hit, and before they showed the replay, I was yeah. like, I wonder if that was like a. 50-50 late hit call that they gave, like, almost payback for, like, you know what? Your hit on Grant was a little too hard, too, for a guy that was <laughs> yeah. there. But when they it showed was. it, it was. That was a roughing, and it was it was a little, but, I mean, No, it was, it was legit, because their helmets dinged, though. I, th- I think he, I think yeah. he bumped uh, Cuz in the head. But, as always, my man Cuz can't take a hit. My can Cuz also can throw a pick. I need a ruling. Was that a Cuz bone? That was an extreme Cuz bone. I mean, it wasn't like a terrible decision. It was just out of just a little bit out of the reach of. Um... Uh, I I guess it wasn't a terrible decision, but dude, that was that was one of his worst plays of the year. And it got tipped right by Crowder. By Crowder, some people would say if you get a finger on it, you should catch it. Absolutely not. Horrible. Pass. <laughs> you got a finger on it. That was an infuriating cuz bone, and that that play. I mean. That did it. It, it, it hurt. was. It, it hurt. was such a bad play, and it was at such a bad time, and at, at the you know, and such a bad place on the field for that to have happened inside two minutes. Okay, here's my thing: your your expected value of of this drive, you know, fielding the kickoff under two minutes is very low. The chances of you scoring is low. Okay, right. Your only goal is to not turn it over. Right. So that play, if it happens, you know. I don't know. So any other time in the game, and and and, and uh, you know, with a different score, it, it it you know, it's it's merely a bad play. But but what actually happened was was just a disgusting play. It was so bad that it really overshot. I mean, he he was until that point. I thought he was pretty good. I didn't like I didn't like his um, you know, he he had a he had a completed pass to uh, Chris Thompson that was a f- uh, fourth down conversion that was nice. Oh, yeah, uh, that was sweet. It, it was a nice call and a beautiful play design. And a great catch. And a nice play by Thompson, but the th- it should have been a touchdown because he was nobody was in the frame. And so that one irked me a little bit, but you can only go so hard on him if it's a completion, I guess. Uh, other than that, un- you know, until the pick, he was having a, pr- a good, definitely a good first half. He made some nice throws. Yep. The pick was so bad that it completely soured me on him for the first half. And then, and then he certainly didn't do anything in the second half to, to redeem. It was just, it was inexcusable. And, um, you know, it was, it was as bad as his two, uh, awesome completions at the end of last week's game were good. Yeah. It was should we a talk bit. about it some more. Should I make my point? Of, <laughs> you know, should I put a finer point on that? I mean, I was, I just I wanted to throw up on that play. Um, it is tough because it was like I said, it wasn't like a, a terrible decision. It was just a miss, right? Horrible miss. I mean, there was a guy at his feet, but it's just like do anything else, any, any, anything else. Just you know, take a sack there. Who cares if you take a sack there? Throw it into the ground, grounding. Throw it out. You know, and just anything. You you can't you can't miss in the middle of the field there over your five eight receiver. Like you just. Uh, you know, it it felt so yep. inevitable, basically, that they would score a touchdown, which they, you know, immediately did. Jameson Crowder had an up and down game. I almost want to say more, um, more bad than good. It was wasn't anything terrible. And here, what, what what was tough, and and I wanted your question, your thoughts on a lot of the balls that he ended up not catching were not 
drops in the sense like I don't know if you saw Julio Jones a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But, you know, just a you're wide open, the ball is perfect, you dropped it. A lot of them were they hit his hands and then a guy hit him hard or it was in his hands and then a guy punched the ball in his hands. Yeah. How, how much did, how, how did you rate his performance? Was it bad by him or just man, he got really he was very well defended on those passes. No, it was a pretty bad game. He had 3 of those on one drive, yeah, including I mean, one that really should have been a touchdown. And you're right, it wasn't just a flagrant drop, but um he's I mean, I don't know what's what's wrong with him. I don't know if he's healthy again or what, but um He's unfortunately that was the latest in in a, you know a series of yeah. kind of mediocre games at best in in a season yeah. that he's going to look back on and probably try to forget. I know. I, the, I'm I'm really hopeful that as a full time dude, you know, he will. They they refer to him as Washington's best receiver. Did did you catch that in the broadcast? Uh, I didn't I hear swear. that. I started to tune the broadcast out because Charles Davis was just absolutely killing me. I see. I, it's funny because I actually had this. I like Charles Davis. What did you not like about him? He he said a lot of idiotic things, including something along the lines of FedEx Field being a a really valuable home advantage. Uh, and and you found that not to be true. No, that pretty much disqualifies you from intelligence. <laughs> Maybe you just mean the turf's bad. And I don't the, object uh... to Charles Davis's um voice or personality, but like his. He just doesn't add anything to the to the game experience for me. All right, second half, and I, I didn't mark a time with this, unfortunately. I think this was, you know, what were they down at one point? You know, well, do you know? Do you remember the largest margin they were down by any chance? Well, it's, it's uh, uh, was it was it it was eighteen? It was at least eighteen at one point. Was maybe it? eighteen. Okay, but at one point, I guess when they had cut, cut it to eleven, maybe their first drive after they got the ball got cut it to eleven. I felt like they were running the ball a lot, which both. Wasn't helping with clock issues and um, wasn't what they needed to be doing at that time. Did, did, does that mm, sound familiar? Yeah, like I don't really agree. Pers- I think it was okay. the run. The run game was was a little better than it has been, and um, I'm glad for that. I was okay with them using it. P Ryan, P Ryan was you know who a lot of fans have written off because he's been fumbling and basically not doing anything. I thought he no. looked pretty good actually this game, including as as a pass catcher. Um, so it seemed like it was working, and I, I still just think that the Redskins passing offense, which is really the bread and butter, is is um, is pretty much dependent on a credible run threat. So even in the second half, while they were down, I was okay with that. Um, I didn't <laughs> tell you what I didn't love was two straight, uh, well, a third and one and a fourth and one to Chris Thompson, neither of which looked like they had the slightest chance. Right. Uh, so you know I, he's not your like pound it out, get a key yard sort of back as much as I love him. And yeah. P. Ryan sort of is at least supposed to be that. So that was a little peculiar. I'm not a, not a huge fan of that series. And then Cuz took a bad sack late that the uh, kicker ended up bailing him out on. But, dude, absolutely right. Yep. I don't know if you saw there was a quick shot of the kicker like right up when he came on the field, and because he knows he's, there's a good chance he's gonna, you know, have to kick a field goal because it's a two two score scenario, so they're they're probably just gonna kick on fourth. I swear they showed like a quick face, and he looked very disgusted yeah, by the, the previous face. It was like, 
buddy, help a brother out, dude. Well, you're exactly like, right. In addition to so that sack was it, it was, it was not only a sack. They make a big deal of it on the broadcast, but that was a critical no, mistake. To, to, yeah, to get I mean a 56 yarder. I wasn't expecting that to go in at all. And, no, and it was he could have even taken like a five yard sack and been okay. He took like a 12 yard sack. I know. I know. That's, that's what I feel like the kicker was like Huge really mad sack, at. Like critical time. No, it was a big mistake actually. That and you know. You know, not to harp on on Cuz, but you know it was. It, I, I didn't. I objected strongly to that. We mentioned the play where he really should have led Thompson better for what would have been a touchdown. The Cuz bone was one of his worst plays of the year, and you know just basically threw the game out of whack. And then there was another egregious miss on Doxson wide open at the goal line, um, where he just he just you know just totally missed him. So, uh, yeah, that, that that was that's why I think. I, I, you know, his game was not enough at all. Uh, yep. But yeah, the sack was so bad. And then this dude, Nick Rose, who's been a Redskin for less than a month, comes in and drills it. That was very That was going to be good from 65. I just love, he looks so steamed at Cousins. Like, new dude is like, doing the freaking kicker. All right. I can, <laughs> like, fine, leave me a 50 yarder. 56? So, Come on, man. So Rose hits that super long, incredibly clutch, clutch kick. Um, and then he comes back and, yeah, totally and, does. And then he gets yeah. the worst onside yeah. I've ever seen. <laughs> no, I've seen worse. I've seen some that I've definitely seen worse, but it was pretty bad. You got it's one of those rules where like you got to give it a chance, and that's yeah. That had no chance. You know? I don't think it even went five yards. Um, no, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the announcers were all over clowning that one. I remember that. Um, one guy we have not talked about today, but definitely deserves to be talked about, and I'm going to put it uh, this way: when his contract is up. How much money are the New England Patriots going to throw at whatever his first name is, Thielen? Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Good point. That's well said. I mean, that dude. Now, he did, I, it, it was not like there's nothing more infuriating for a fan than when Mr. No Name blows up for, you know, two touchdowns and 300 yards on you and then never to be heard from again. And you're like, did that guy come out of nowhere just to haunt us? This guy, while underrated, I think, um, is a legitimate, yeah. extremely good dude. But yeah. Uh, yeah. the Redskins looked like maybe they didn't believe he was gonna. He was good. Yeah, as, no, as you're right. They didn't. They, if they planned for him, they planned badly. And Diggs is awesome too. Diggs is very good, and he had a decent game, partly because of the one long bomb. Josh Norman cost me a fantasy touchdown. I have Diggs on my team. <laughs> Norman swiped his feet. Thanks, buddy. But uh, but the but the feeling guy was. I mean, that's almost what you want from a receiver. One guy picking you apart all over the field, and then your long bomb threat to stretch things. He out. is a superb slot player, but he's he's versatile too. I mean, he's not a tiny little thing. He was doing and, it all. Yeah, and and really good hands. You're right. He he may be too big for a Patriots uh, white wide receiver. <laughs> Um, looking back over Brent's notes, which are always secondary to Hayes' notes, as we know, um, anything stand out that we missed? What, what was your Gruden ballsy in the first half? Well, he was, he was play calling, um, with some co-jones, uh, also known as cojones. Cojones, yes. Um, and, you know, he went, he went for it, uh, twice on fourth down, um, and got it early. Then I think he, then he went for it, I think twice more in the second half. Uh, well, actually, his, his fourth his fourth down strategy in the second half didn't impress me as much. There was one time where I really wanted him to go for it from the, the fourth th- from the three. 
yeah, um, yeah, kicked, yeah. Kicked the field goal from the three three yard line when they were they were down more than two scores, and I hated that. Yep, yep. Um, then he went for it later on 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 a fourth and six closer to midfield, which just seemed kind of like he was almost reaching back in time to to go for it. You know when he when he should have. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wrote that he was he was uh, it was ballsy play calling early on. Um, because I thought it was aggressive and it was working. Um, and then it got kind of weird at the end, including those, including Chris Thompson on third and fourth and one. I don't know. He, maybe he just got a little carried away. Yeah. Uh, anything else jumping out? I mean, uh, you know, DJ Swearinger's interceptions I mentioned, but they, should, uh, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, deserve yeah, some emphasis because the, the team was reeling and Swearinger is, um, you know the guy probably it's it's between him and Zach Brown for which two new defenders this year have made the biggest difference in uh, in bringing the Redskins defense back up from a total joke to somewhere around league average probably um, and and so Swearinger is you know to a man they describe him as the leader and the captain of that defense and he made two really really big plays when their backs were flat against the wall so. Um, I was surprised he didn't find a way to score on the second time. It was kind of weird that uh, did Keenum was was Keenum the guy that that knocked that forced a fumble on him at the at the one on his return. I think I think he did. I've, I was fearing. I feel like we've seen this way too out many times back, this year. Out the, through the, through the, out the pylon or whatever. Yeah, this, yeah, out the side of the end zone. Out the that, back that, is that a is so safety right, or what, whatever it is. Yeah. But um, no, no, no. It's just anywhere out of the end zone. If you, it, it's a weird rule, and Our, I think we had it happen again today. I think the Bears got bit by it against the Packers. It's an awful rule. Um. It's so weird, but yes, I was. I feared when it first happened. I was like, "Oh God, did it? Did it cross right yeah. over the pylon there?" But, but you know, but those it. two plays were were huge for for the leader to step up and say, "You know what? I'm going to give us a chance." I, that was very impressive. Yeah, I don't remember anybody's name from the defensive line or the linebackers being called today. Right? I mean, like, yeah, Zach all. Brown made a couple plays, but he wasn't as big of a force as he has been. I mean, there weren't many tackles for losses. I don't know. Did they have a sack all game? I think, as a matter of fact, they did not. And that was that ended the longest active streak um, among NFL teams of consecutive games with a sack. With a sack? Uh, um, Kerrigan, yeah. I mean, really, well, yeah. Kerrigan did pretty much nothing, and that hurt. They need, the, they need him to make plays. Yeah, the Redskins. And they shut D, him down. The Redskins had no D and no sack today, um, pretty much. <laughs> Was, uh, Can always count on you. It was it was not there for them. Uh, anything else in in summation before I go watch? Well, uh, they're four and five. Dallas lost today, so they blew an opportunity to pull even with them, at least in terms of overall record. Giants lost too, so in case. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, poor Giants. That was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that really hurts their playoff chances. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, you know what I wanted to mention briefly is this is not a new development by any means, but the um, you know especially with with burgundyblog.com kind of now defunct. Obviously, the the oh, primary really? way. What? You're not you're not paying for a domain name anymore. Well, I mean it exists, but that's you know I don't I don't I don't put long yeah. wordy blog posts up there anymore anyway what i'm driving is at exclusively is twitter twitter of course is is my main modality now and so uh you know i've i i notice sort of like what's fun and what's not fun to talk about on redskins twitter and and it's been this way for over a year but 
any discussion about Kirk Cousins on Twitter among Redskins fans right now is so toxic and and unenjoyable. Um, it's just very every, no matter whether he's good or bad, it's extremely cannibalistic, and you it, it's very difficult to acknowledge that he had like just a good game or just kind of a bad game. It's just everything is extremely polarized, and I mean you know as well as anyone that I've been an uh, extremely vocal uh, champion for him and, and his uh, prospects for a long-term deal. But I felt today that he wasn't, he wasn't up to snuff. And it was like, you know, I put anything along those lines out on Twitter and it's like, it's like the cuz lovers will just, will just go crazy against you. And then the cuz haters will start, agreeing in a way that makes me feel dirty and saying I'm so, I'm so glad you finally saw the light and you come over <laughs> to our side and it just makes me kind of want to quit man oh, man so is, is that a, a is that a, a sign off there you, Oof. you throwing in the towel maybe we should just leave an awkward silence and end this thing i mean that's no 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 you, you gotta pull yourself off twitter man i guess yeah, man Pull yourself away for a little bit. Talk me, talk me off is, the ledge. You're too devoted. You know, you're out there just trying to put out the good. Have, have you exercised the mute button? I mean, can you get rid I've of some I've started of muting. I have started muting a lot. The block is bad for business. That's sort of the term. <laughs> around. The block is oh, bad I'll, for business. because it's block, too. I got no yeah, but, but people will eat your shit up. But like, you get a people, block from me if you're, if you're just downright, you know, rude. Right. Or you like get a, a mute from me. When you start tweeting me that Josh Norman is garbage, which I got to, <laughs> um, but I, I, you know, I, I think you can be. You don't have to be judicious with the mute, man. Like if you don't know them and they're not bringing anything to the table, yeah. and it, it, so many of them would like admit like they're just like letting off steam, especially come game time. You know what I mean? Like I, I think you, you need to to work to save yourself from the heartache just by making it disappear. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah, maybe this is helping a little bit. Look, I talked to not to you know name drop here, but I talked to Grayson Allen a couple of weeks ago, and <laughs> you know I told him, you know, he said, "Look, he can laugh along with everybody else, but it just the Ted Cruz jokes just they just keep coming." And again, he's not <laughs> mad; he just wishes somebody would come up with something new. And we're like, "Dude, you know you can mute words. Just mute Ted Cruz." You'll never. And he's like, "What?" And he's like, well, "You can make it disappear from his life." So I give you the same advice, you know. Make uh, find find the mute button. And Muting words it. is pretty good. I muted Kardashian and <laughs> uh, I, that's, I, I, that's such a random. You I need muted, to know. You I need to know if one of ball. If, <laughs> if one of your players is a dating Kardashian or B being represented by Lavar Ball, dude, you definitely want to know about. Oh, it. I can. I think it, I'll come back and adjust later. But muting Lavar Ball was a big thing for me. <laughs> I wonder what percentage of Twitter you've missed over the past six months. That was a key day in my Twitter career. 10% of all tweets mentioned LeBar Ball or Kardashian, and, and they're just completely out of your existence. Now, I'd I uh, encourage you to continue to explore use of the mute button on people and words. Redskins now four and five. Yep. Uh, we're coming up on Thanksgiving. They got New Orleans next, and they are. I know rolling. Saints are tough. That's a loss. That's a loss. I mean, <laughs> it's probably a loss. And at four and six, I, I mean, mean they are really going to do they this again. Do you see? They beat the shit out of the Bills. They are good. 
Um, yeah, that's a loss. And then the Giants, that's a win. So you're going one and one in your next. It two should games. be, man. But you know, it's throw out the records. Like that, that should nah, have been a win in week not, seventeen last year too. It's not throw out the records. You're beating the Giants. I don't want to hear that. Then Cowboys, Chargers, Cardinals. Those are all. It, I like the I like the way the record shapes up. There's a, there's wins on the schedule. Yeah, it's supposed to be, to be getting easier, but they they just they wasted a real opportunity today. Yeah. Um, all right. Sounds good. Uh, nope, anything nope. else? <laughs> it, look. They're, they'll squeak out a win against the Saints because they'll throw for 350 and three TDs, and uh, the whole narrative will be changed. He probably will. I mean, they play well when everyone thinks they're going to suck and vice versa, so who knows? I won't bog this podcast down with it, but I do want to get back to what my original Glennon, uh, Mike Glennon, <laughs> Kirk Cousins comparison was because those guys keep misrepresenting me over there on the uh, – do they have a name for their podcast? This Mike Glennon thing is just asinine. <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing it right now. I'm going to drag it out even further. Uh, although, I mean, Mike Glennon could have made that pass to Jameson Crowder. The Cubs missed and blew the game over. I will say that. But uh, we'll drag it out further, and I'll uh, it, uh, and I'll I'll revisit what the uh, what the actual comparison was. So, for now, we'll just sulk in in a loss uh, and hope for maybe a surprise against the Saints, like they had against the Seahawks. And oh, oh, I forgot. I forgot. Do, do you have a new sounder? Can we put in something for the special Carson Wentz report? What Carson Wentz did this week? Oh, <laughs> uh, he was on a bot. I'll on find a something. I'll find he one. On a... He was on a bot, wasn't he? He had a buy. Okay. All right. So nothing from Carson Wentz this week. Yeah, but, but all uh, three of the other uh, NFCs teams lost. So Carson. Carson Wentz won Carson again. Carson Wentz, he's still winning. Damn it. Damn it. He was probably. He was probably. Uh, yeah, help send in, send in uh, advice to the defenses of the uh, of the other NFC East opponents. That, that damn guy. Thank you for reminding me to do the Carson Wentz minute. <laughs> All right, that's going to become a thing now. We'll revisit it next week. And uh, hopefully it won't be the Drew Brees uh, hour next time on the Burgundy Blog Podcast. For Brent, I am Hayes, and we out. Thanks for listening to Burgundy Blogcast, the official podcast of Burgundy Blog.